Superhouse, the podcast that Batman fans are raving about. Bob Kane would surely give them a solid 10 plus. Welcome to Superhouse. Once again, we are the Batman podcast you deserve and the one that you need right now. I am Ben Juan, the man who knows too much about Batman. I'm Wolfie. I've been gone a little while, but I'm back. Oh, Indeed. AJB over here, Thunderwolf, has been speaking in tongues of, as of late. I'm, I meant to translate a sort. He's saying... He really hopes that you pay attention to what's going on with the dolphins lately. <laughs> and not the football team, the Miami Dolphins, but the actual dolphins. He's speaking out in a cause that will give dolphins artificial thumbs. So they have a fighting chance and equal right uh, in the oceans of America. All right, so, thanks, all right. Yes, and everybody. <laughs> Glad we got that here. message out. <laughs> I'm hot. And we are in part two of <laughs> The Dark Knight. Yes. <laughs> Comics versus movies. No, this isn't the Dolphin Podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. The Dolphin Knight I had the whole Dolphin podcast. thing planned out. I studied. I researched dolphins. I beat Echo the Dolphin on Sega CD. Okay. Take Too artsy for me. <laughs> so uh last time we ended with movie and comic was just andrew and me and we have been tied dead. with movie versus comic movie com- movie Ooh. is at four comic is at four unprecedented Ooh. event so wolfie once again will be doing our score keeping just like he did yes. in apologies if you've been keeping up uh with this i said i was gonna do it but wolfie offered to do this today <laughs> pretty much or i told him i don't know by we offered, he it. means assigned by gunpoint. We gun assigned point. it, yes. <laughs> but that's by, fine. By battering. Not by the battering. first gun in my yes. face. <laughs> it was a grappling gun, come on. But anyway, we have, uh, as usual, as or like what we did before, we're going to do a few shout-outs to some of our social media followers. First off, uh, Mitch the One Soul. Not Mitch Eleven Soul, like I said last time. It's Mitch the One Soul, so sorry, Mitch, oh. for that. Noise. Uh, Johnny Lucian uh, underscore D. Maxim1402, Rad, and Subtract1. That's my brother, actually. Genius. Taylor. Shout out, dog. What up? <laughs> That's Taylor. Genius.billionaire.playboy. That's a scad of friend. What's up, man? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Crossier. That's my boy. Uh, Bender Crosby1, as well as Figure Bender. Spider Ian. Bender, Bender Crosby is also a friend of ours. He, <laughs> he, um, he is our Thanks senior for... he is our senior Power Rangers correspondent, <laughs> yes. actually. Yeah. Thanks uh, for the thumbs, they, y'all. Uh, Braxis, uh, v.animated.batman, uh, DC underscore animated underscore universe, uh, and uh, John K. Reagan, a.k.a. Uh, Shadowverse ENT. Uh, we are friends with us, the podcast, and he is currently promoting his Kickstarter for his movie i'll uh, i'll be damned uh that url is not up yet but nice. in terms of our recording but uh you can check him out at shatterverse ent on twitter or john k reagan spelled r-e-g-a-n on instagram nice right, to cool. find that out. thank you, you. spadarian that's uh, also uh i thought it was spider ian but okay. that's our boy ian <laughs> i say spadarian spadarian uh, yes. yeah that's, we know that's that guy ian, uh, you know <laughs> 
in, in one, New York. One time he told me he had some insider trading secrets that he would uh, tell me because he thought I was a nice guy. I never got those secrets from him, but I didn't believe him. Good guy. Good guy, though. Good move, man. You made the move. You made the move. He keeps those things close to the chest. Yeah. I really appreciate that, but... Okay. (laughs) Speaking of uh, finances and being good at calculation, we left off with Batman going after Mr. Lau. I'm very good at calculation. Yes. Which also, funny enough, made people think that that was an Easter egg and Mr. Lau was going to become the calculator oh, <laughs> in the comics, but I don't think that was intended Damn it. at all. Huge uh, disappointment. Which would have been amazing to see him in the calculator outfit, of literally as a human calculator. No one had definitely never heard of that character. <laughs> Goyer <laughs> may have read it once. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Lau was not meant to be the calculator, but uh, Bruce does cancel a deal with Lau before they go to Hong Kong and that's similar to how in the long Halloween he was canceling dealings with the Gotham Bank with Richard Daniel as well as other times where he has deliberately quote-unquote been in negotiations with business deals with uh, sort of sketchy businessmen who are involved with mob stuff just so that Bruce can uh, get a little closer to finding out information on that so there is some precedent for the comics on that so all uh, right in order to go to Hong Kong Bruce decides to uh take out the entire Russian ballet troupe uh, out into the ocean so that nobody is suspicious about him mysteriously leaving Gotham. And once he's on that boat, he then mysteriously leaves the boat in the middle of it onto a plane in order to get to Hong Kong. Um, And during this time, we have Michael J. White's final scene uh, in The Dark Knight as Gamble. Now, here's what's interesting is that uh, Michael J. White, has implied that there were other scenes with him in it that were supposed to take place after that scene. I think every character in this movie had like 18 more sequences. <laughs> he said, you know, quote, the Bane also, well, that was the next one, but yeah, yeah. that's no one's style. Enough he from was, the clown. <laughs> he said yeah. it was the kind yeah. of thing where they had deeper intentions for Gamble. It was a character who was written for future use, I think. There were other plans to do stuff with that character and some things that were cut out. He's like, actually, Gamble was going to be Batman. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't supposed to be Bruce Wayne the whole time. I'm a fan, Michael J. White, but I know your game. <laughs> he says, I think that people can tell by the strange cut that I never shot a death scene. The character wasn't supposed to be gone. That is something that happened in editing later. I could I could see that. I want to stay around a little bit longer, Nolan. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he also talked about Heath Ledger and sort of the misconception that Heath was, quote-unquote, too in character because of his method acting, and that's what led him to his death, when in reality it was just because of an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Michael J. White commented, it has always, quote, he has always accept, upset me that he was put in this category of being a drug-addled, irresponsible type of actor. That gets me aggravated. It upsets me that he gets put in that category, like he was a method actor who inhibited this darkness and that consumed him. When that couldn't be further from the truth, when the director would say cut, he would go back to his easygoing, very affable type of guy. Okay. He was skateboarding, Which, folks, for yeah. Christ's sake. Well, that was, that's photoshopped. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I think so. When he's jumping over Batman. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't doing that tray flip? <laughs> he wasn't doing those Rodney Mullen spinny we'll, things? Uh, Tony we'll, Hawk, we'll Tony Hawk was popular yeah. at the time. so. so uh, that's okay. He said, quote, even when there was a day player or people in shorter roles, naturally they tend to give him his privacy and space, but Heath would be the one, be on the one uh, initiating the conversation. He was just that type of guy. Um, 
And uh, I don't think he was on a murderous rampage yeah, the whole time in between it, takes. <laughs> like Jared Leto. I mean? Yeah, it's like he didn't see the need to send used condoms to Christian Bale and company because he knew that he could just act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could just act. Ooh, like, it's like, like, ooh Ben Juan, one, <laughs> Leto, zero. <laughs> Yo, I got to get out of here. Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, but he did say that um, Heath would even show up in full makeup on days when he wasn't shooting anything on camera just <laughs> okay. because he knew that that would help other actors get into character from He's seeing like, him off screen. Oh, that's why he did that. Scaring people from around the corner. <laughs> yeah, but if there was like shots where just like, hey, we need some pickups of gamble shots in the mob st- scene, I'll Heath Ledger would just sit there on off screen so that he would have somebody to, to address it to, hmm. even though he wasn't even seen at all. But he would sit through all the makeup and the scars and stuff just for that, just so that Michael J. White could give a better performance. All right. Interesting. So uh, that was cool. And Michael J. White also commented on what we brought up last time, where, uh, quote, there was this timber he would get. It reminds me of Tom Waits. It was a darker <laughs> well, human tone. Yes. We uh, put that in the uh, last episode. I like that. Way. Even if it's not true somehow, I like that that comparison has been drawn to that interview with uh, Tom Waits and everything. It's real, real close. Yeah. I, I really feel it's, like he... Uh, and if anything, that's like nice deep cut, Heath. That's like some hipster cred. He's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. and dig that one out of the thing. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it, 2008, found it. 2008 YouTube was nothing like today's YouTube. Yeah. So I don't know if he was expecting people to find that so quickly. I feel like just a... A year after. Well, that's the well, nature of the internet. Nature of the internet. Oh, yeah. 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 It's alive. It's probably some fan of music was like just going to the back. I've seen that interview before. Yeah. Wasn't it, was it an like Australian that. interview too? It sounded like it's it, It's something yeah. that he would have watched that he would have known that's about. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Plot thickens. Yeah. When he was young and he's just like, oh, that's an amazing voice. At some yeah. point, I'm going to yeah. use that. That would be strange. That warms my heart thinking that that could possibly be true actually yeah, could. good good on you Heath unfortunately we, we won't know but Tom Waits would end up I don't know if they shared a scene together but Tom Waits was the devil in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus which oh. was the final Heath Ledger movie right uh, so I, I, I don't never know if saw they, that but... I don't know if I, I did uh, but I don't remember if they had scenes together they might have hmm. they might have but uh, I'm sure that if that if that was true then that would have been really cool for Heath I imagine side tangent was that movie any good it was kind of a mess, but I mean, <laughs> when one of your main characters straight up isn't guys. around, yeah, yeah, and you have to do pickups with three other different actors right, in the right. role, you know, you do the best that you can. Right. Yeah. Terry Gilliam just does not have great luck yeah. when it comes to that, or uh, like Don yeah. Quixote. Right. Yeah, and he had a run of films there that were just kind of like subpar for even his his yes. standard of quality, like Brothers Grimm and. Yeah, I don't know. They got I fan about favorites, but, Grimm. Oh my God. but he was Damon floundering there for a bit. Ledger, so. Yeah, <laughs> that just was. That guy's kind of unlucky, but he keeps going. He does. Guys. Yeah, so good for him. Uh, but that does bring us to the Hong Kong sequence. So Batman is going out of legal jurisdiction. I think this is the first time we've seen on film of Batman going outside of Gotham, outside of America. That's true. That's interesting. Yeah, Batman yeah, in Japan. That. That's yeah. tight. Yeah, so uh, he would go to other countries. I mean, and Dennis, own, yeah, Hong Kong, man. <laughs> we don't all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> uh, the Dennis O'Neill, Neil Adams run uh, had him going to other countries to fight Ra's al Ghul and stuff. And then, I, as I said in the Batman Begins uh, deep dive, that he was gifted the Bat Boat by Scotland Yard. So at one point, he did go to London <laughs> on a right. case. So this is also the sequence in which Morgan Freeman, or l- leading up to this, Morgan Freeman and Lau 
have what's known as rich guy humor, where they're talking about <laughs> what does he say? Like uh, you just wasted it on on purpose. Well, Mister like Mister Wayne didn't want to be uh, deliberately wasting your time. Yes, Mister Lau is like no, just accidentally wasting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I want to drink an Earl Grey tea. I wish I was the waiter joke. right there. I'd have just been like, all right, that's it. I quit. Yeah. You guys yeah. are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> just fly you out and do this. But I mean, it's all under the pretense of. <laughs> of Lucius planting that cell phone so that Batman can, I guess, see the inside of the building. It's just uh, such a Nolan touch. I feel like there's (laughs) something... It's funny, like I sort of get it, but that the humor is—I uh, don't know what that was. Did you feel There's what I'm a saying? weird li- element. You know Honestly, the funniest parts of the Dark Knight, surpri- well, unsurprisingly, but uh, to me, the funniest parts of Dark Knight come from Heath Ledger. They come oh, well, from yeah. the Joker yeah. and just the Which mix great, of, huh? of of laughter and horror. But then there's other attempts at humor, and we'll get to those later. Where I'm just like. I don't know if that really worked. Like during the car chase scene where the guy's like, oh, that yeah. doesn't look good. And then and then the yeah. helicopter oh, yeah. like, that really doesn't not look good. I'm just good. like, this really doesn't not need good. to be in there. Like, it's I don't... the same as in Batman Begins, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it black, true. When the train is going, it's gonna blow. It's gonna blow. And then like 10 <laughs> seconds later, it's still gonna blow. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's no one being like, this is my Hollywood blockbuster dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You don't need not to do good. that. <laughs> yeah. But there's a clear influence of James Bond in this Obviously, oh, with yeah. with right, Q yeah. and Morgan Freeman, but also in the Hong Kong sequence, not just in the fact that he goes to a different country, but uh, the skyhook sequence. That's yeah. what they call uh, the, when the Batman CIA. attaches himself in terms of just like he asks Morgan Freeman's like, "How do I uh, get?" back onto a plane and Freeman's like well I suggest you just call a travel agent and he's like how do I get onto it without it landing oh yeah the uh, skyhook which is actually sky real hook. right it's, it's not only CIA real thing. but it was also likely introduced to Nolan in the James Bond movie Thunderball Okay, mm. yeah. because James okay. Bond uses that at the very fine last scene to get out of the water with him and Domino nice. um, thanks to CIA CIA agent friend Felix Leiter that's cool. He's kind of like painting his Batman in the same universe as Bond in Kinda, some ways. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. They used it in right. the 60s. So Felix bails out Bond in that instance, and Felix Leiter, of course, would later be played by Jeffrey Wright, who is now going to be Commissioner Gordon. So there's some oh, right. connections there for you. Wait, uh, Jeffrey Wright's in Dark Knight? You're thinking of Jeffrey Wright No, he's going right to be... Now. Jeffrey Wright is going to be in uh, the uh, the Batman. Well, as, I know that. I know that part, yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying Sorry. Felix Leiter is the, the CIA agent who bails out James Bond through Skyhook in Thunderball. Oh, I see. And then Jeffrey Wright was going to play yeah. him in Bond? No, Jeffrey Wright plays him in Bond. Okay, yeah, he, and then he's, he's going to play... already played him in Casino Royale and Gordon Solace in the upcoming uh, No Time to Die. I forgot that he has been in a lot of Bond movies. He's in, yeah, he's in three Bond movies. <laughs> I forgot about that entirely. Yeah, I like Jeffrey Wright. He was also co-villains with Christian Bale in Shaft. Oh. I did not know that either. <laughs> so uh, that. interesting cuts there. On our Instagram, I put a meme where it was the shot of both Christian Bale and Jeffrey Wright in jail in Shaft with uh, Jeffrey Wright saying, I never said thank you. And Christian Bale saying, now you never have to on there. <laughs> so some people got it. But uh, Batman does take Lau back to America and he leaves him tied up outside the police station with a note for Gordon. And that's kind of the classic way that Batman used to uh, leave criminals off. He would drop them off on the police station doorstep with a note attached to them. So oh, that's cool. That is a nice, this guy's mean. Yeah, this is a nice little uh, reference to that. And they did that in the serial too. The bat has no jurisdiction. Yeah. Um, so uh, Lau basically helps rat out the rest of the mob over here and this is what I mean by the lot of the cheesy humor was the part where uh, the judge is just like what do you all plead and the entire courtroom is like 
all the mob bosses are some for whatever reason in the same courtroom and just yelling at the person. The stenographer's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> that sort of hit for me. Yeah, it's I'm just not like, great, eh. but, it just yeah. feels weird for the rest of the stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but it's to keep the girlfriends interested. Things do a nice chuckle every now and again. <laughs> no one's great at a great deal number of things, but humor is just not. She's one not going to direct Interstellar, The Prestige. Like, <laughs> he's just, Inception. He he's not a humor. Yeah, he's not a humorous guy. That's he's a deep it. theme guy. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. take. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true though. It's true. Uh, but obviously the tone quickly shifts because after the mob. Uh, sequence we have Harvey Dent talking to the mayor and the mayor looks outside and in probably one of the best scare moments that I remember in the theater the body of a Batman a fake Batman hits the window oh I love that that? dude loved it god this theater went fucking nuts too so that was amazing just that switch into just like guess what Joker is still in this movie just in case you forgot yeah Uh, yeah that was was really good the image of a dead Batman imposter hanging by his neck is uh, not uh, this is not the first time we've seen that. There's been a lot of times where, uh, especially in the 70s or so, they use the image of, like, Batman might be dead, and it turns out to be another guy in a Batman suit. Right. Uh, but that was first used in Night of the Reaper, also by Dennis O'Neill and uh, Neil Adams. But since that was highly influential on David Goyer, it's likely that's where it comes from. Um, as well as another arc called The Many Deaths of Batman uh, in 1989 that had uh, one of Batman's mentors from our training episode uh, okay. Killing some bunch of the other mentors, and he dressed them up in the bat suit as he left their bodies around town. Uh, and uh, even the headline, I mean, it's likely it doesn't come from the comic because the headline's kind of obvious. But a headline saying "Batman Dead" appears in both that comic and in the Dark Knight uh, at some point. Uh, but <laughs> they uh, Bruce later hears about this when he's in his penthouse apartment, and Joker sends that video. Which was another amazing oh, moment. Yeah. So in this video, he, when he says <laughs> "Look at me," yeah. it's it's metal as fuck. Yeah, like, it's so chilling. Like, yeah. It was great. A, it's a heavy metal growl, essentially. People which, are gonna yeah. die. People yeah. will die. People so, will die. The uh, way he goes, yeah. The 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 really like really Tom Waitsy voice to this heavy metal growl kind yeah. of voice was. <laughs> I thought that was really cool, you know. Yeah, it, and that guy looked like a at bipolar him. kind of thing, but which is great. Yeah, that guy that, was sure to look at him right after. Yeah, <laughs> that unpredictable nature, but it is. He shot that himself too, right? That's, I think that's, so. That's, Any of the videos is shot by him. Yeah, yeah. shot by uh, Ledger, which makes yeah. sense because like he's he's the one playing Joker. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Joker announcing his crimes before he makes them happen, almost in like a challenging way to the police and to Batman. Uh, dates all the way back to his very first story and his first appearance. He would announce Love on that. the radio waves, like, tonight, Henry Claridge will die and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, That's cool. And That's then creepy. the police would, like, show up at Henry Claridge's house and be like, we're here to protect you, and then they, he still gets to him anyway, which is exactly what happens in, in the movie. I already with, killed him! With the judge and the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I killed I him already. I said 3 p.m. and I showed up at noon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the joke's on you! <laughs> That is his punchline, though. <laughs> Pretty much like he, it turned out like he already injected him with some sort of poison that would kick in at that time. So, like, no matter what police protection the guy had, the guy was already destined to die at that time anyway. I hope they never catch that guy. The Joker? Yeah. He gets caught at the end of this. Spoiler but... Oh, that's right. <laughs> You've seen this, right? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> so, afterwards, we go into the party for Harvey Dent, uh, set at Bruce's penthouse apartment, or penthouse, uh, you know, suite. And uh, that's where Bruce says the line, I believe in Harvey Dent, and that's apparently Harvey's campaign slogan. But it's also a line that's said a lot in uh, The Long Halloween. And I totally um, read a long time ago, guys. 
Last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like 10, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I helped write it. <laughs> but yeah, the Long Halloween does have uh, not I Believe in Harvey Dent as a, um, as a campaign slogan, but just something that a lot of the characters say throughout, or I believe in Gotham City, or I believe in this or that throughout the whole. It's a recurring line that happens, and they sort of adapted it into being Harvey's slogan here. Uh, the fundraiser setup also is another thing that ties into Dark Detective, which is what we talked about in the last episode. So Wolfie wasn't here for that, but uh, Steve Englehart, was, who's the guy who wrote the uh, the Laughing Fish story mm-hmm. uh, from a long time ago, he wrote something called Dark Detective uh, in 2005 that was supposed to be a sequel to that. And he claims that the Dark Knight cribbed Dark Detective huh. in certain elements. And one of those things is uh, there was a character named Evan Gregory who's like this really promising politician to help clean stuff up and he's this square-jawed blonde dude who looks a lot like Aaron Eckhart uh, mm. and he his character is dating Batman's ex oh yeah so that whole love triangle aspect is there um, in that and uh, in both versions there's like some sort of party fundraiser that Joker crashes and also in both versions Bruce has like a heart-to-heart with uh, his ex thing writes itself time. So it does write itself. However, I do want to rant about one <laughs> also, thing. Also, the entire Laughing Fish subplot that was cut out that Nolan filmed entirely. Oh, yes, of course. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that dude, Nolan's got an insane shooting ratio, Nolan man. really wants to have So there's a whole st- other Batman movie here? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there's a lot left on the cutting room oh, floor, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't believe Release the scenes. Nolan cut. <laughs> <laughs> Release the funny bits and the outtakes. No Joker fish, I object. So this is obviously... <laughs> Yeah, there was no Joker fish in it. But here's what's uh, funny is that Englehart claims that... would really that, made that movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Englehart claims that the Dark Knight uh, ripped off his scene. Yeah, okay. And his claim during it is that in my... He's like, in my comic, Bruce and Silver St. Cloud are dancing and she's in a mask. And then the Joker crashes the party. And in the movie... Bruce Wayne is dancing with a masked Selena Kyle, and Joker crashes the party. And I'm like, Selena Kyle's not in this movie. Selena Kyle's in the third movie. Right. And I looked into the comic. He has on his website, and we'll show this to you, he has an image of Bruce and Silver St. Cloud made to look like they're dancing. I looked okay. in the comic. They're not dancing. He <laughs> photoshopped that image to make them look like they were dancing so oh they would look God. closer to Christian Bale dancing with Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight. Who did this? Rises. Steve Eng- Englehart, the guy who uh, wrote Dark Detective and created the whole Laughing Fish storyline. It's <laughs> almost as if he doesn't own these characters at all. <laughs> anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> this really kills your credibility, man. I'm like, oh. yes, I love your old comics and everything, but like, dude, this doesn't help your case at all right. if I can easily poke holes through it. And like, Yikes. sure, there's that love triangle thing, but as I said in the previous episode, I'm just like... I didn't have to read Dark Detective to predict that Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne could have known each other through Rachel Dawes and that you could have created a love triangle considering that Rachel Dawes is working in the DA's office and was like Bruce's like old yeah. flame and everything. It, seems, it just makes sense to do that as opposed to adding yet another character of Gilda Dent from the comics on top of that. Just have them be the same character. You don't have to read Dark Detective for that. So, so I'm not gonna debunked basically sorry steve Engelhart. myth Love busted work, but myth busted on that shit um but uh there is something i want to talk about so let's this, we can finally do a comics versus movie type of thing but bruce brings up to rachel uh in their conversation outside he's like i'm looking for the day where gotham doesn't need a batman okay it, yeah. gotham needs yeah. a hero with a yeah. face so he's already thinking about his uh his way out yeah so bruce's yeah. thought of batman as being a short-term thing 
yeah, uh, uh, yeah, is yeah, established yeah. in this movie. Like yeah. that he he just wants to inspire people to rise up, the legitimate people, and then eventually Batman isn't needed because people like Harvey Dent are around. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. It's very different it's from like the, the showrunner from Watchmen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I'm just gonna do my thing, and then it's just gonna be temporary. Pick so, up but the mantle. in the comics, there's no indication of that at all. He it seems like he made that vow that he was gonna do it for the rest of the life, and he wanted it to be a lifetime thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a very big difference in goals between the Christian Bale Batman and the comic book Batman. So let's put it up to a vote. This is our first thing for this episode: Bruce seeing Batman as a temporary thing to pass down, or Batman being a lifelong thing. I thought it was stupid that he was not that it was so stupid, but I would have preferred that he he had it been like a commitment thing that they introduced that. I was like, I don't know. He's giving it up. I guess it's a trilogy and they don't see it coming out any other way. I could see that realistically. I don't think they knew that was going to be a trilogy but, though. Cause they always yeah. keep claiming that like we took it one movie at a time. Yeah. And everything, well, so. it, regardless of whether or not yeah. they did, I thought it was kind of, eh, yeah. I would, I think he's Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton is still Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton <laughs> would never pass the mantle. He would just, he would just use, become the vulture. use a gun on his that, car again or something. I, yeah. I, bomb. I prefer the lifelong Batman. Cool. All right. Andrew. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this up for, for this. All right. Uh, I can't do it. Never mind. Okay. I'm trying to fuck with my mic. Okay. I have a preference for my Batman to have a lifelong vendetta. <laughs> Devoted to punching criminals in the face. Yes, because <laughs> so, there's lots of them. <laughs> this whole, I'm not going to do it for a while. It's weak. Weak. I don't like it. Yeah. Yourself? <laughs> Comics. I think it's pretty easy where I'm going to fall into this. As somebody <laughs> who like grew up with the character and just like he made this vow that he will always do this. I'm done. I mean, it wasn't... It, you can read Batman Begins either way in terms of like I've made this suit whether or not in several different sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stark made like ninety suits. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, Ugh. yeah, I'm done. Like, it's I'm sure we can order I another one from China. China. I mean, I like the. It seemed like the arc in this movie until Dark Knight Rises came out. It seemed like the arc in this movie was him thinking like this is going to be temporary, and then Harvey Dent makes that you know makes that fall both figuratively and literally uh and then he's just like okay i guess i have to be the hero for gotham from now on Mm -hmm. and then you go to the dark knight rises and he's just like never mind i quit (laughs) (laughs) for eight years this chick's much hotter than rachel (laughs) (laughs) so uh she can ride a motorcycle i thought i thought it was going to be i thought the arc of the dark knight the way I read it was the Ark Knight. Like the Ark Knight was that he <laughs> went from thinking, "Oh, this is temporary," to like, "I'm now going to be Batman forever." Not to crib from the Batman Forever yeah. deleted subplot, but that's what I thought it was going to be. And right. instead, it's like, "No, I'm just going to drive home and nurse my leg for eight years, and that's it." So I've given up. <laughs> I've given up. They should have done a balls out fourth one. Like, uh, in terms of a sequel <laughs> with, to Dark Knight Rises, yeah, do... they should have did a sequel to Dark Knight Rises with Killer Croc or somebody. Just Mad Hatter, and it'd have been all cyberpunk. Basically, or Joseph Gordon-Levitt dies because he didn't have any training. Bruce <laughs> Wayne's like, yeah. ah, shit. Now that's realistic. <laughs> they Skype from Italy, man. Don't worry. <laughs> what do I do right now? I can't hear you. You're breaking up. There's a you big a screen in the back cave. They Skype with that screen. It's all good. Is man. this mask bullet? <laughs> Blake's like, dude, you got you learned how to fight 600 men from this ancient society of ninjas. I just got police academy training, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Do- you didn't give me a gun. Like, I don't know what to do. You'll be fine. So is that is that one for the comics? That's definitely on this? one for the comics. I don't think there's anybody who prefers the uh, the Nolan version at this point. 
Um, also, another moment that I love, a lot of the moments that I love from Dark Knight are actually the moments that people don't talk about that much. And for this one, it's the part where the party, he's, he's stepping away from the party and just automatically dumps the champagne over the balcony. It's a very oh, yeah, small yeah, 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 moment. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Flick. It's it's just like if I'll I'll take it for the show of it, but Bruce actually doesn't drink in the comics. Or there's yeah. there's comics where they say like he is he pretends it's champagne, but Alfred that. actually poured ginger ale or something in there. Oh really? Yeah. Or yeah. it's just like he, it's it's literally just club sh- club soda in there. It's right. not actually like vodka soda or anything. Um, so I like that moment myself. That was a nice touch. That, yeah, that was definitely. Again, in 2008, I didn't know much about Batman as I do now, mm. and that was a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he doesn't drink, yeah. and, and thought about it. It's but, a nice little yeah. character. Yeah. Blocking in the in, in the detail, using blocking to, uh, what am I trying to say, using blocking to divulge details about your character is always mm-hmm. awesome. What about the block, what are you talking about blocking in this situation? Like, just his, his stage movement, as you would call it, like his stage direction or whatever, just to, to throw the thing over. Yeah. It's just a small detail. It's subtle. Oh, yeah. Little yeah. things like that that are yeah. telling of character, my, for my money, are like so choice. Things mm-hmm. you can pick up much later. Yeah, Indeed. Yeah. If it doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't suck. It didn't suck. Probably all kinds of suck. details I've ever <laughs> seen. It totally doesn't suck. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then Commissioner Loeb, as we covered before, he gets killed Henry Claridge style, as I said, in which case, like, his, he's in danger, but the danger was already planted inside the room. Nobody's coming to kill him. He's already dead because of the fact that Joker figured that he was going to drink uh, from that uh, whatever the hell he was pouring out. I forgot what it was. but uh, Champagne, I think. Loeb is dead. Um, Loeb. In the comics, Loeb was killed by the hangman in Dark Victory. Uh, so definitely read that uh, okay. after Long Halloween. But uh, obviously in the movie, Joker kills him. But either way, he dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, let's see. I do one of the another detail I really like. Even though I'm not a fan at all of, of Christian Bale's Batman voice, because I feel like it kind of turned into a parody. What could you hate about this voice? What are you <laughs> talking about? I do like that. Wasn't the... <laughs> created by any filmmaker. On Can the I have some tea? I do. I do like the touch where Bruce. <laughs> Choke holds Harvey and Rachel's like, "What are you doing?" And and Bruce is already in Batman mode and he's just like, "They're coming for him." Like okay. he, he actually says that in, in the Batman voice. He doesn't say it in the Bruce Wayne voice, even <laughs> though he's not wearing it. And I'm like, "That's cool." That reminds me of the, the animated series. I have to catch right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, but he's it's, morphing it's really into Batman. Small, yeah, it's a really small moment, but at that point, he's like, he's already he's already in Batman mode. The ears That's are growing cool. out from under his hair. <laughs> right, because because right afterwards, back he's up. walking through. <laughs> <laughs> My headbutts are brutal. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> That's Darkwing Duck from the 90s. <laughs> now that's a live action movie That's a reboot coming, making it happen. Waiting oh, to happen. Baby. Disney Plus, here we go. Oh, um, baby. But yeah, like right afterwards, Bruce beats up that thug and dismantles. That's another cool moment I love where he dismantles the gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not gun. as easy as it looks. Not as easy as it looks. A little lax in the secret identity thing, but like, I don't know if the guy's going to remember that. Depends on how hard he hit him. But who needs pinky that. toes? Pinky toes. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Taking part a gun and goes off and oh, are gone. Okay, yeah. Your yes. joke's funny when you explain it, man. <laughs> They're a lot funnier when you're <laughs> keeping up. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the party where Joker arrives, and this is the moment that Andrew and I talked about, where Michael Caine claims that he was so shocked by by Ledger's entrance that he forgot his lines. Now I read the yeah. script and they didn't have any lines for Alfred, but then maybe they maybe they got it <laughs> My retroactively word. on the day. <laughs> they did, man. Uh, but there is a part where uh, Joker 
get corners an old man because the old man's like, we're not intimidated by thugs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Joker's like, you remind me of my father. And that guy is Senator Patrick Leahy. Yes, this I've is, heard about this, yeah. This is his fourth Batman cameo. He's a Democrat. He's, this is his fourth Batman cameo. <laughs> um, yeah, he okay. showed up apparently in Batman Forever, though I don't know where. Uh, he is in Batman and Robin as one of the guys who's like bidding on Poison Ivy. He did a voice in Batman the Animated Series, and then he was in this. Um, he also shows up in The Dark Knight Rises as part of the Wayne board, and he's a senator who gets blown up in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, oh, but shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over it, nerd. He's in a lot of it. Because <laughs> 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 so that's the end of Patrick Lay. But like, he's a huge Batman fan. And you don't say. Yeah, obviously, in, in showing up in this. So it's kind of cool your movie. that he got to, to, got to be in this. But yeah, that's a nice little Easter egg. Uh, that that got to be a part of this, um, and then this becomes the first face to face encounter between Batman and Joker uh, in the movie and in this continuity, uh, which ends with him having to leap out the window and save Rachel uh, as the Joker team. makes his, his poor escape. choice of words. Yes, so very good. poor choice of words. Yeah, so Such a great line. this is kind of reflects a lot of the other versions of the comics in the very first appearance of Joker. Uh, Batman sort of failed to stop Joker from killing another guy, and so Joker and Batman had a fight, and Joker knocked Batman off a bridge <laughs> and okay. into the river, so Batman fell off somewhere. Similar thing with The Man Who Laughs, which is Ed Brubaker's <clears throat> update of it, where uh, he tries to prevent the death of some rich guy, and he fails, and Joker, he and Joker have a fight, but Joker gets away. Um, here's another question I have for you guys. How the hell did Batman and Rachel survive that fall? Because I've... It's oh, man. Been, Memory clock. <laughs> 12 years, and I still don't get it. I'm like... <laughs> Lucius Fox explains it in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't carry her or anything. They're literally just falling, and they land on a taxi cab, and they're fine. And I'm like, wait, a, wait a second. You know, this, is, this, is, this has been my theory for it years. It glides you. So yeah. Nolan Goyer, they, they do all this research with Skyhook <laughs> and all this yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah. It's based reality. So they have all these references. So they probably found... The three cases in fucking human history <laughs> where somebody survived that fall because of a car. Yeah. You know? It was a very and, and empty old car. You know how they just kind of catch you. There's a shot of the guy in it and when they land on the well, car. Well, he softened the blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, obviously. And then, the, <laughs> yeah, so there's, that happens. They survive it. And then we have this weird cut where we just go away from it and we have no idea what happens with the Joker right. and the people at the party but apparently there was going to be a scene in there so this okay. is one of the known deleted scenes with Heath Ledger oh uh, shit what, so what is this again this is right after Batman catches Rachel or doesn't he lands Rachel! on the car with Rachel yeah, yeah, and yeah. they somehow survive and then the next scene is Joker and his thugs having apparently left the party because they couldn't find Harvey Dent. Okay. And I guess they left everybody alive at the party after he threw Rachel out and uh, the driver's like what do we do about Dent and the Joker says I'm a man of my word as in, like, I'm going to go after him again. Right, right, right. So there was footage seen of Heath Ledger mm. going into a car. You know, the paparazzi footage that we see all the time with, like, the Batman set uh, videos of, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Sort of. There was sort of like that in The Dark Knight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah because yeah. people were all about this movie and wanted to see footage of yeah, Heath Ledger. And I yeah. remember distinctly that people were just like, oh, there's this footage of him, like, they're shooting something. And there's a scene a of Joker in a car. Okay. Which didn't make it into the movie because we don't. I don't remember a single scene with him inside a car, except for the doing time. the dog thing out of the window. Well, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a police car. Right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And there was a promotional image of him in the back seat somewhere. 
Uh, Wasn't there like a released. purple car? No, I'm making this up. Never mind. You're Joker, making it Joker up. Joker Mobile? Like, yeah, there was, I, I thought I, when you said that, I thought I saw like a Photoshop thing of like a lowrider behind Joker, but that might have been a Cholo meme that I caught. I think it was a Cholo meme. <laughs> so uh, that is the, that's Joker. the main deleted scene of the Joker in there. Call me Little Whispers. <laughs> little Whispers. It's racist for you to laugh at that. <laughs> Only I can make the joke. There's, Too bad. There's a, point, there's a point at which white people can't laugh too much <laughs> at a joke at those kind of jokes like those are the type of jokes can, i tell you can do a little chuckle but you this, <laughs> you, this can't go too much. you can't laugh you can't laugh too much then it's racist you, poor you might people. call it a white dis privilege <laughs> that's, that's that's the uh flip side of the old coin Lack of privilege. <laughs> <laughs> on that one anyway. on the coin yeah. there we go not to get racial uh but yeah so <laughs> we fun. have reached the part where there's a party and uh, Batman has fought Joker for the first time. So when we get back from the break, we will cover uh, what happens next now that Batman's encountered Joker for the first time. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disc system, that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com. That's Retro-KO.com. And if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European, Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. All right, and we're back. So we left off. Batman fights Joker for the first time, and uh, this leads into a conversation between Bruce and Alfred, where Alfred does the whole, like, you know, some men just want to watch the whole world burn oh, yeah. uh, thing. Now, that was used in the teaser trailer. I don't know if you guys remember the very first teaser for The Dark Knight. It was attached to the Simpsons movie of all of all movies. Really? It was literally. Oh my god! To be honest, it was kind. Of, it was a little bit of a letdown because it, it was literally just dialogue over. A logo. I remember, yeah. And I was just like, "That's okay. a Nolan thing." That's a yeah, Nolan thing. I, I it's get the it. fire like stoking behind it or something. Yeah, yeah, and you just see the logo. That's like then, that's like Tenet this year, like just like. A, a dude looking at a bullet hole. You that's tenet, all, tenet that's all it is. Still you should have went to the footage. IMAX preview, <laughs> the Tenant IMAX preview. But that that oh, was that yeah, was the teaser trailer at the right. time, and I remember just like, okay, that the best part though was Alfred saying like, some men just want to watch the world burn, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no one's so good at these one-liners, mm-hmm. or it's Nolan and Goyer this combination because. Mm-hmm. People still quote that, and people still quote, jumping the gun here a little bit, but they still quote uh, when Gotham is in ashes. You know, the, those lines from you Bane. Have my permission to die. Dude, who writes fucking lines like that? We're still, Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan. We're still yeah. quoting it 10 years later. Yeah. yeah. Like, Avatar didn't do this. Nobody's had that much. Like, the hero, the hero we hmm. deserve. 
nobody's had yeah, that true. quite that much yeah. cultural impact. And I think maybe they knocked it out of the park so good with stuff like that, that in the later DCEU movies, I just felt like, why aren't they even remotely creative enough to have such good lines? Like, they don't have, yeah, they don't have any There was any like not like any that. standout lines in some of the later films. Uh, in general, yeah. It's, a, you know, it's, yeah. What a, it's what a literature degree from Oxford gets you. Oh, Read uh, more than I, one I book, look I would up. say. He did not go to Oxford. Oh, he fuck. A, he did have a literature degree, just not go to Oxford. <laughs> Where'd he go? Like University of College in London or something? Fucking idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know where I got that. I I'm, just like, I got that. I'm just like, when did he go to Oxford? And I looked at him like, oh, he didn't go to Oxford. God damn it. Sorry, Andrew. Good dialogue, Thanks though. for double-checking me on that one. The Fast and Furious movies could take a note out of that book. Or read any book. Guys who any write book. those movies. Any book. Yeah. <laughs> it would be benefit you. Uh, but Alfred telling Bruce that he was hunting a man in Burma does hit at Alfred's background. Right, now, yeah. The funny thing is we did a whole thing on Batman Begins, but I don't think we talked at all about Alfred. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for yeah. this. Because we didn't really have any like movie versus comic thing. But Michael oh, Caine yeah. said yeah. that even though he sounds like Michael Caine in the movies, he's just like he based his voice, and I think he meant like the way he talked, off of an old SAS sergeant uh, okay, that he had. Cool. At a time, and this is kind of the first live-action adaptation of Alfred to even mention some sort of background of having Michael Caine was in the service of some. I think sort? he was, yeah. It okay. sounded like he was, or at least knew somebody who was in the service. Oh yeah, okay. So he, this is the first time that we've heard that he has that background in there, which then influenced stuff like Beware the Batman, where he's like an ex MI six agent who helps train helps yeah. train Bruce and Earth One by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank and. Um, Excuse me, the Sean Pertwee version in Gotham, and right. uh, even hints of it from Jeremy Irons and Batman vs Superman, yeah. Yeah. and I'm predicting probably Andy Serkis in, in the Batman. Yeah. yeah, he's a little bit stout. Yeah, like he could cool. he could tussle. So Michael Caine is technically the first one to kind of have that, uh, you know, lower class on screen, huh? Alfred type That's of thing. Right, but, right. You know, uh, he being a, a spy dates back to Detective Comics number five hundred and one where he was said to have been working in World War Two and helped uh, liberate the Holocaust uh, survivors. He was liberating okay. concentration camps. Uh, and Lucius Fox uh, was in the service around the same time in that version. Oh, okay. So right. they kind of knew each other. Did they have like a Schwarzenegger, they should what's have. his name, <laughs> meet up? I was like, Lucius, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what they did. Wow. <laughs> Alfred. Your biceps are the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that big. <laughs> It's pretty good for the service. For a British, for a British man. <laughs> for limey such as we. Uh, Alfred, Get to the chopper. Alfred got together <laughs> with a woman named Mademoiselle Marie uh, over there, and they had a daughter named Julia. And so Julia Pennyworth, or Julia Remark, as she's called in the comics, later had a sort of love triangle with Bruce and Vicky Vale. Her being into Bruce, though that might have been interesting if she was also into Vicky Vale, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, not in the comics. You know, at didn't the they time. have a show or a show in development about like Alfred? Yeah, it's it's on its second season. Pennyworth is it? Yeah, it's on its second. Pennyworth season, is on its second season on Epics, and uh, the 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 actor Jack Bannon, I think his name is. I when I first saw the trailers, I'm just like, oh, he's totally doing a Michael Caine impression, and then I saw his interview, I'm like. Oh, he he talks like that. He literally <laughs> oh, talks he's, like he's Michael. He's from Caine. the same part of England. My name is Alfred Pennyworth, by yeah. the way, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool, Michael K. Michael. Not Kay. a lot of people know about that. Which one's doing better, that or Picard? Uh, Picard. <laughs> Picard's got to be because people are talking. Just about talk about That's Picard. probably not a not a good comparison. <laughs> I've only seen the one episode. I shouldn't say shit. So, 
But uh, yeah, Pennyworth does cover the time that he met uh, Thomas Wayne, where who Thomas Wayne is apparently a spy along with Martha Kane, and I'm like, that's weird. But I I need to watch the rest of it. But uh, Alfred's daughter does show up in Batwoman at one point, and mm. apparently had a relationship with Bruce's cousin Kate Kane, uh, oh, Batwoman herself. So they did make her lesbian, or at least um, have had a relationship with Kate Kane in there. But uh, Julia has not made it yet into the movies, but it's possible that this Alfred has that background. But that is Michael Caine's Alfred. Uh, later on, Joker kills, quote-unquote, Harvey Dent. And by that, he means an officer named Officer <laughs> Officer Harvey and Officer right. Dent. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. At the crime scene. So that was kind of clever. And that's where we get into an attempt at some detective work. Yeah, ballistics have, or whatever. <laughs> I do have a rant about this, but yes. So a there's bullet. a random bullet in a... <laughs> I've got bullet pieces. There's a random bullet in a wall, even though it doesn't seem like either guy was shot. <laughs> and okay, so right he analyzes and he's like, I'm going to get fingerprints. And <laughs> somehow he gets the shattered bullet and uses you know his technology to put it back together to find the fingerprints. Okay, here's the thing too. The Sorry to cut you off as always, Ben, but <laughs> I'm watching this the first time. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I just like I didn't know what the fuck was going on in this scene. Like, what is he doing? No, right I can't. Now? I can't blame you though, because he was just like, oh, like you know, he put a thing. You know, he put he loaded the gun in with the so he puts the bullet in, and there's a fingerprint of his thumb on there, right? Yeah, this was so hard to follow it. And I'm like, that's not how guns work. You put the thing on the shell casing, and the bullet comes out of the casing, right. which means oh, yeah. your finger doesn't even hit. Whatever the hell hit the wall. Right. That's true. That's true. This is dumb. <laughs> Nobody knows how guns oh work God, in this movie. This no, it's his calling card. He puts his one fingerprint on the top of each bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Ever thought about and that? And then he puts it in the casing, Expecting and then he shoots the shattered it. pieces to be put back together. Genius. How would he? And then how would he know that he did that? If he, like, I'm just like, I know, I get, I understand this is an attempt to do the detective work thing, but it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> And it shows that nobody knows what, how guns work in this thing, right? unless Which there's a different good. version. <laughs> more guns people work knew how they were in Gotham. <laughs> guns work differently in Gotham. I'm like, there's no showcasing. It literally just comes out. <laughs> yeah. The other problem with this too, I like uh, from a script from a script writing perspective, I think, yeah. is that it's it's detective work, but it's so <clears throat> it's so secluded, it's so isolated to this one part of the movie, yeah. where it just kind of feels like if it's a Batman story, and I mean this script's really good for the most part, but it's just like. <laughs> It should be more than just one fucking scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Batman also, doing detective work for literally like five minutes of this two hour long and then movie. Punching yeah. his way through uh, the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Krav more. Maga. Yeah. It's more rewarding Casey though. Casey fighting method. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The Casey fighting method. Yeah. I think it's more rewarding though when it's like a Sherlock Holmes ish thing where like the clues are in front of you and the audience gets a chance to put it together. Right. If it's like CSI shit where it's just like, oh, he's just using the computer to like find a fingerprint, yeah. it's not as exciting because you can't put anything together with that. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're just right. watching a dude on a computer. Right. Um, and now around this time, this is where the accountant, Mr. Reese, tries to uh, blackmail <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Lucius Fox has a drop the mic moment where it's just like you you think that your employer goes out at night and beats criminals <laughs> if I was Reese I'd be like yeah I just told you that <laughs> yeah. and think I'm playing motherfucker give me my paperback <laughs> I'm gonna tell him right now it, I do like it addresses my issue with Batman Begins where I'm just like nobody recognizes the tumbler and now <laughs> yeah. this one like he did so I'm like okay pancaking so you're, you're cop hanging, cars on the 7 you're hanging a lantern memes. on it as they say but then um, one thing I want to comment is some people say that Mr. Reese, because if you say it quickly, it sounds like mystery. 
Yeah, they I claim, remember this being a thing at they the They claim that he yeah. is Nolan's adaptation of the Riddler. Totally, bro. I was going to say that's Goyer's one bit that got into this movie. <laughs> He's like, please. It's please, it's so clever. Roger please. Rabbit, please. And I'm please. just kind of like, if he is a version of Riddler, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Because there's nothing else that makes, other than the fact that his name kind of sounds like mystery. <laughs> you like Riddles, mister? Fox. Also, I think that's just... I think How does John, give me a million dollar sound? There was a whole subplot of him cut out, bro. You don't even know, man. Jonathan Nolan, I think, likes the name Reese, though, because Jonathan Nolan created Person of Interest, and Jim Caviezel's character mm. in Person of Interest is named Reese. Mm. His name is Mr. Reese that You time. want Reese's pieces, It's a very brother? different Mr. Reese, but it's Mr. Reese nonetheless, so I think he just likes that name. I don't think it has any reference whatsoever to Riddler. Hmm. Um, also, I distinctly hmm. remember... Uh, Anthony Michael Hall was cast in this movie and nobody right. knew who he was. Turns out he was just a reporter. But at first some people kind were just like, he's totally going to be Robin. And they're just like, dude, he was a kid actor <laughs> in The Breakfast Club. He's not a kid actor <laughs> yeah. now. Whoever Robin. thought that, whoever's the person who was like, oh my God, I figured it out. <laughs> Round of applause. But someone else You're thought genius. maybe he's the Riddler. And then right. I'm just like, well... It's already crowded as fuck as it is, but how would they do the Riddler? And that's actually what led me into the idea that I pitched a while back of Riddler being a private detective who's kind of a rival to Bruce Wayne. So I do credit yeah, that'd be cool. the Dark Knight in a weird roundabout way towards my idea of Riddler's origin uh, because of this. I thought it was cool that he was in the movie. Him and um, um, what's uh, Julia Roberts' brother's name? Eric Eric Roberts. Roberts. I thought it was cool Boss that they were in the movie. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's yeah. Like, it's like, There's other people you know. in this. Um, so I was like, oh, he's just a reporter. I was kind of hoping he would turn out to be one of the lunatics or something. But Yeah. Because I like his dead zone was great. Yeah. On, on yeah. The, so he could have been good yeah. in, in any of those. But whatever. They only Mr. had so much room as it is. You got Moroni. You got all the mob. You got Joker. And you got Two-Face in this. So Yeah, that's true. You can only have so much. Uh, once Bruce and Alfred identify the owner of the fingerprint, Bruce goes out and... Uh, during the day, instead of being dressed up as Batman, he's just kind of disguised in that like motorcycle outfit type of thing with the helmet mm -hmm. on, which right. is kind of inspired by year one, because in year one, he goes off to help out Gordon in you know wearing that. And uh, during this time, it's the funeral of Commissioner Loeb, and uh, they're basically trying to help protect the mayor, because the mayor is the one who's listed next. Uh, but the Joker disguises himself in there, and this goes into our next thing. Uh, in the comics... Joker's disguise is to uh, put makeup on himself to make him look more flesh-colored. Right. And in one sequence, he goes after a judge, I think, and he disguises himself as a police officer mm -hmm. um, until you can tell by his smile and everything that it's actually the Joker, and he kills him over there. Uh, the Heath Ledger Joker does a similar thing here, except instead of putting makeup on, he just takes it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so those gnarly scars. What do you now? This kind of ties into: Do you prefer a Joker who puts on makeup, or do you prefer a Joker who's already permanently white? But uh, what do you prefer: the fact that he is permanently white and then puts on makeup to disguise himself, or one where all he has to do is just wash it off? There's something cool about the fact that he's be he allows himself to become the Joker by putting on makeup, as opposed to mm -hmm. him just naturally waking up yeah, every day as the joker it's the that's the the threads of a clown right like yeah that's what kind of imbues you with that essence mm. of the trickster and all yeah. that kind of shit i think for the purpose of this universe the realism works out for the better with him taking the makeup off and actually having wounds that are a mystery to the audience right and um how easily he blends in with those other cops until that one moment where you're like oh my god that's the joker he's right, right. there you know, and then and then having that makeup that he can kind of sit behind mm. to to like 
do all these like maniacal mm -hmm. soulless things to people right um i think works here in the comics it's fun and batman the animated series like the acid bath and everything mm -hmm. like traditional stuff like that's great right but that's where you kind of if you were to do something like that in these movies it would be more of a stretch um now probably not so much because of aquaman and batman versus All superman stuff, and justice yeah. league you could mm -hmm. get away with that which actually could be kind of cool having a joker that's acid that's bath. what leto's joker is though isn't it yeah yeah you're right i guess you're right yeah um He's got the acid. but, but for, the sake, for the sake <laughs> for the sake of the dark knight i think i think i think it's better that he just puts this makeup on because of how how like sloppily it looks and how okay. creepy it makes him so you're going for a movie a uh, movie yeah all right andrew sorry long answer uh i like both i do uh, always the diplomatic one. Yeah, I. Um, it's. It depends on the tone, man. This yeah. is a, this is splitting hairs, really. I know, but I have to have something for this competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was uh, the hardest one to figure one, out. Though, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. It's it's a tough one. Um. Yeah, it just depends on the overall story. But for this, it really works. So I'll just go for a movie just for conversation. All sake. right. So the movie wins out on this. Yeah. My main issue, like I like, I agree that I like both because it's just like look. You're already in a world where he puts on makeup when he becomes the Joker. So obviously yeah. it's just going to be a matter of him taking it off. My main issue of him taking it off is because of his scars. I'm partially kind of just like, isn't it? Doesn't it get a little obvious though that like yeah, it's yeah, him? Yeah. I'm just I'm like, some other guy. When I look at it now, I'm just like, Joker's been stare. broadcast all over the city with these scars and stuff, and is scarring people up. And now you got this guy. You're on the lookout for the Joker, and here he is in the police officer uniform. With very visible scars right there. Nobody thinks, like, that guy kind of looks a little strange. I wonder where that comes from. Do you think it's, just, it's explained away from just Gotham PD being so corrupt anyway? Cops aren't very smart to begin with. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's do does the mob... The mob is not really working with Joker here, though. Yeah, I don't know. Not I yet. mean, yeah, I, I never really understood this part of the script. It's yeah. a little bit of a plot hole, I guess. <laughs> but I always... I, hmm. I was just like... It's cool that we got to see him without the makeup on and in the police officer uniform, but because of the scar, if he didn't have the scarf thing, I would I would buy it a little better. Yeah. But because of the scars and like now that I watch the, I can watch the movie and I can spot Heath Ledger with the scar makeup in the background before he's about to take the shot of the mayor. Right. I'm kind of like, there he is. Like, why is I'll, nobody seen? This? I'll take this over Rachel and not dying on that fall. <laughs> that could use some rewriting. That yes, could use I'm some, okay with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it still goes to the movie because yeah. of, uh, I've been outvoted on this one. Boom! So, uh, again, once again, it's a tie. We're still tied, right? God now. damn it. Um, Gordon is struck Heating by, up. supposedly struck by Joker's bullet from trying to protect the mayor. Uh, but oh, yeah. obviously, he has faked his death. And this is kind of like the long Halloween where Harvey Dent is believed to have been killed in an explosion. This is all, there was a funeral scene, right? This is the funeral scene. It's the funeral for Commissioner Lowe. Yeah, so this is also the scene where you find out that Gotham has a very large Scottish population. <laughs> they all the playing the bagpipes. Bagpipes, everything. Yeah, Commissioner Loeb was Scottish. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. yeah. he liked did. no, he liked yeah. Scotch. That's what it was. Yeah, Scotch. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. It's that just like they have a very big Scottish what a horrible Irish population, <laughs> very similar to that of New York City, guys. Oh, okay. Well, Bruce Wayne was named after Robert the Bruce, supposedly, the Scottish hero. <clears throat> Jeez. So, nice. Uh, by that's Bill cool. Finger, yeah. All right. That is there. cool. I don't think that's a reference to it. I think it's just because cops, bagpipes at funeral makes sense. No, I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just poking fun. <laughs> I'm poking fun, They had obviously. them in... Uh... It's just whenever, uh, whenever guys like us watch this movie, we notice fucking everything about yes. it for the most part. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. So yeah, the, there's the fake death thing is kind of referenced to Long Halloween. 
personally, I never bought it that Gordon was actually dead. Because I'm just like, he's going to be the commissioner. There's also scenes from the trailer that haven't happened yet. Like the part where he's just like, you know, we've searched him. No pockets, no fingerprints, no matching things. Nothing in his pockets with knives and lint. I'm just like, that scene hasn't happened yet. I don't buy this whatsoever. Oh, yeah. This is dumb. That's right. <laughs> we got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we got your money. Yeah, everybody clapped at that scene. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad Gordon's back. But I saw this coming a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you all thought he, they were going to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do get to meet his wife, Barbara. Like, they, they were briefly seen in one glimpsing shot in Batman Begins. But we do get to meet his wife, Barbara, for real when she screams at Batman. And uh, his son, Jim James Jr. It's implied that he has a sister. And we do see the sister at the end when Two-Face holds everyone hostage. But she, her face is never seen. And she is never named. Um, <laughs> but presumably that is uh, Barbara Gordon. His uh, I would assume, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but because of Gordon's Oracle. death, quote unquote, Batman uh, tracks down Maroney at the nightclub, where we have a John Wick style fight before John Wick even happened. Yeah, uh, in, in the club, and that's a, a little awkward, though, don't you think? Yeah, because of the fighting style. The fighting style, and plus the. Well, just the there was that was his Michael Mann that. shit. That was his Michael Mann kind of like. The, well, it's not, it's, the objection yeah. isn't Miami Vice collateral. I, I don't think the issue is the uh, the setting. It's more of just the way that Bale's Batman moves. It's it's like yeah, all these yeah. like he has it was like gun kata all over again. Kind kind of where he's it's it's all elbows and he's just like big like long moments of him doing this when like that's other like, people can easily attack him. Like, Humor and fight scenes, man. No one can't do it. That's that KC whatever. KC fighting yeah. method. KFM. I, I don't, don't put your money into that shit, guys. I'm not a fan of it from I'm not either. <laughs> from a cinematic viewpoint. Like yeah. Affleck's yeah. fight in the warehouse was so much better than oh my god, the that's the yeah. best Batman scene ever. Yeah, I think in fight just scenes, Batman yeah. on screen anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, even some of the ways that I mean, Keaton. Yeah, he was, he was weighted down by the suit, but they somehow they tried to make it work and gave him his own style, this staccato like fighting movement where right. you know mm -hmm. he would just stand there and they come at him and he just like bam and then he knocks them out. This one, it was just like it felt a little weird. I'm just like you're supposed to be trained by the secret society of ninjas, right. and that's the thing. It's too the the approach was too uh, well seen, even though it's like a kind of a, there's strobes and it's yeah. not well lit. Still, the something about that scene is always awkward yeah, to me. Also, he gets hit in the head at one point. Oh, really? Where he could have easily gotten away, and I'm just like, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> look, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I can fight better than that. I would probably get hit in the head, too, but I'm not supposed to be fucking Batman, yeah, trained yeah, by the League of Shadows. Be, it's supposed to be Batman. Right, yeah. 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 So Agreed. he does drag Maroni out, and it does lead into one of my favorite bits where, uh, you know, Maroni's like, fall from this height. It won't kill me. And Batman's like, I'm counting on it. And he just drops him. I love crunch. that. I love that shit. I love that. I love that. And he theater. would not have recovered his temperament quite so quickly. That too. Yeah. Been like, call the ambulance. was like, shut up and tell me. He's like, ah! I'm trying to get clues out of you. He's also, like, he did he didn't kill the guy, but he definitely, it seemed like you could have caused some, you could have crippled him. It could have been, yeah. he could have broken his neck. Yeah. Julia Roberts' brother. <laughs> <laughs> he has a name, Wolfie. <laughs> Maroney. Maroney, yes. Maroney Roberts. Macaroni. Macaroni Roberts <laughs> uh, can no longer walk thanks to Batman, at least not without the aid of a cane. But uh, Batman did interrogate well. Maroney in a dark alleyway in Long Halloween. He just broke his wrist instead of his, uh, instead of his leg. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, Maroney is always fucked when he, he's cornered by Batman <laughs> in a dark alleyway, I guess. 
You Your see Batman is in cool, dark. though. <laughs> yeah. I do but... respect that about him. He's always like, eh, whatever. Who needs feet? He should, he should just know. <laughs> Man. He I don't want to hear you talking. Uh, I don't want to stand up. Gangsters never complain. Yeah. Exactly. Gangsters never walk fast. He should just know when he encounters <laughs> Batman that he's going to have a broken something uh, by, the time, by the end of it. Here, just do it. Get it over with. <laughs> Be amazing. I gotta get an espresso down the street with a my ga- grandmother. A gangster with a limp actually does have more prestige. Uh, yes, though that gangster with a limp could have also passed for. <laughs> not saying that he should have been in this, he but the penguin, the penguin, the I penguin know. gets yeah. that, that backstory wow. a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it does lead into a different interrogation scene where we're intercut with this, where Dent is interrogating the Joker henchman that he sort of kidnapped from that from that crime scene. Um, fun fact that. Uh, that inmate uh, Thomas Schiff is played by actor David Dasmalchen, who is not only in the Ant Man movies as the Russian dude yeah, who's he's, helping them out. He's but, coming up. Yeah, he also uh, was in Gotham as a follower of Cameron Monaghan's Joker, so oh, that cool. was kind of a reference to that. And he's playing the polka dot man in the upcoming James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. So oh, shit. he is all, all over. over these yeah. comic movies. I like that he guy. He was yeah. he was something else in like a more serious film. He was like kind of like super creepy, like too creepy on screen. Mm-hmm. But now he's like found this niche in comic book films. And yeah, stuff. that's awesome. I mean, he was perfect for the for this part. Yeah. Um, and he had a whole talk with Kevin Smith on his podcast about how he was like cool. super nervous at one point about like you know he's he's there with Aaron Eckhart and Christian Bale. And this oh. is like, he's like, oh shit! And he's like, this is one of the situations where he, uh, you know, it's one of those like, I can't before the rent type of thing. I need this movie, and like right. showing up with these, he's already got a scene with these big stars. And at one point, he's trying to do his thing, and Christian Bale and Aaron Eckhart just start laughing, and he's just like, oh my god, like I'm so embarrassed, like they're laughing at me. And Christian Bale at one point turns to him and just like, it's not you, mate. Like the, when he flipped the coin, it fell on top of my head, and so that's what they were laughing. So they, <laughs> they were, they were. He was relieved to find that out. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, Dent, this is the first shades of Two Face that we see because he's flipping the coin about whether or not to kill him. Now, of course, Dent knows. And if you think ahead and you're a comic fan, you probably know that it's two-headed anyway. So he yeah. knows that it's not going to land on Tails to lead him to shoot him, but he knows that Thomas Schiff doesn't know that. But this is not the first time that we've seen Harvey Dent sort of have clever. shades of evil. Yeah, very before uh, beforehand. We saw that in the animated series, of course, with Big Bad Harv in the Two-Face two-parter. Love it. Also, uh, <laughs> Eye of the Beholder, which was the comic book that I had mentioned last time with Andrew, where uh, they kind of uh, ripped a lot of the Long Halloween bits. Uh, Long Halloween ripped off a lot of the bits of Harvey's origin from the Eye of the Beholder. Uh, but in that, a serial killer named Rudy Klemper uh, is around, and he gets off, and, and he tempts Harvey Dent after the trial, telling him, like, Hey, like since the trial's over, I can tell you, yeah, I did actually kill those people, and I'm only able to do it because I have this other part of me who I allow to do it. And then once I'm done having my fun, then I go back to being regular Doctor Klemper. And you know, I feel like there's some part of you that has that quality too. There's some part of you that has that darkness, and I want you to unlock it. And so he goes home, and he thinks that he's, you know, he's completely, he showed Harvey Dent, you know, and and Harvey apparently calls him, and he's like, I took your advice. And then the guy's house blows up, which indicates that Harvey okay. might have killed him. This Eye of the, Hol- Eye of the Beholder yeah. is like a mini series in the comics, or is one shot? It's or one what? issue. It's a one shot. It's a one shot. Okay. Yeah. And then later on, Maroney sends one of his thugs to kill Harvey, uh, and kill Harvey and his wife. And Harvey encounters him, and Harvey beats the man to death. Uh, Maroney. So, 
or the killer. macaroni. No, macaroni. Uh, macaroni's man. Cannoli. Macaroni's thug. Uh, Drop the gun. Grab the cannoli. And then long, ha- yeah. <laughs> long Halloween has uh, Dent making several jokes about you know why don't we just kill them type of thing or two shots to the head couldn't happen to a nicer guy those type of jokes uh, but it's sort of revealed at the end the possibility that he might have been the holiday killer at during mm. some point point of time so. This idea of Dent being dark before the scarring has been there for a while. That's cool. Um, and then Batman, Seeds. of course, stops him and tells him that, uh, you know, no one will die because of me. And Aaron Eckhart just screams at him. Uh, but then uh, Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel, Rachel! Goes, Rachel goes to stay with uh, Bruce Wayne. And um, this is where I rewatched the scene recently because we were talking about the whole Rachel Dawes thing. And to be honest, I do. after seeing more of both and having rewatched both movies... I'm in the minority here, but I do prefer the Katie Holmes Rachel Dawes over the Maggie mm, Gyllenhaal. Really? So because of the fact wow. that Rachel da- Holmes' Rachel Dawes was very much, she felt like her own crusading character to try to fight crime and everything. Uh-huh. Gyllenhaal's Rachel just feels like she is the love interest mm-hmm. to me. And there's that. a lot of times where it feels like she's joking, flirting around and stuff about like, you know, there's a part in the beginning where she's joking with Aaron Eckhart where it's just like, you know, if they're not trying to kill you, then like, you know, you're not doing it right. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd never see the Holmes Rachel Dawes say that. Hmm. Like it felt a little weird. She's more. Yeah, she's more serious than that. So it felt like a different character, uh, but also one that was she a little bit less. She sassed her up a little. They sassed her up a bit, but I'm just like, it's, uh, like it, it feels less tr- not only true to the original version, but also kind of like less almost realistic in a way. And what was the issue? Uh, was Tom Cruise? Um. Well, th- they claimed that it was a scheduling issue. Because Katie Holmes was uh, going to be in the Queen Latifah movie. And I'm like, you would choose a Queen Latifah movie over Come on. The Dark Knight. I'm not really buying that. Oh but there's no official on. there's no official say on like why that happened. What was her right. name on Dawson's Creek? Joey, I think. I used to watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you should know better than me. I, know show. <laughs> I, never, I never watched it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Rachel's very much just the woman who's caught between two men in this one, as opposed to the first one where she pretty much was the district attorney ally to Batman. So it just feels like they kind of downgraded her character a lot more in this one. And I yeah. understand it because Harvey's a more important character, but it, it's, it does feel like they she was sacrificed in that way. Um. Harvey claims to be Batman in order to stop the Joker. I'm Batman. Oh yeah, at the uh, <laughs> at the press me. conference. No yeah. more dead cops. No more dead. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I gotta say, the extras in this movie could have used another take. No more dead cops. <laughs> no take. more dead cops. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit. Uh, and there's no also, brilliant. strangely enough, this is some weird trivia, but you know the Guardian Angels. Yeah. Uh, they're like a civilian militia. Whatever happened? They're to them? they're like they're they're real. Yeah. They have, for some reason, some presence in this scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. There's a group of guardian angels there. Gotham's guardian angels. Huh. We used to have them in Denver. I really? have to yeah, turn them yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened to them? They Jesus. don't got them here? Uh, they're probably here, they but were beating just, up their too numbers many. probably aren't that great. They were just beating yeah. up too many homeless people. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Making citizens arrest and shit that like that, you know? That lady said you stole something out of her box. <laughs> no more dead cops. There's also a part <laughs> where the camera whips around and one extra is just having fun, but he's just like... <laughs> ben is wobbling yeah, yeah, yeah. his head around, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, sorry for the audio listeners. I forgot that it's audio only." But uh, yeah, and and I'm like, "Dude, why?" So uh, I only know that because some people made a gif out of that. Uh, no more dead cops oh, really? forums, and I was oh, like, "Wait a minute." 
Uh, but yeah, could have used another take for some of those extras over there. But. <laughs> no, this might have been shot by second unit. Because this is so <laughs> off, this scene. Yeah. So many factors are a little bit off. It doesn't quite hit him. It feels like it should hit harder emotionally. That, I'm like, Batman! Yeah. That Bruce yeah. is supposed to step in and claim himself, and then Harvey says it instead and steals it from him. Right, right. Uh, it feels like it doesn't quite play out as well as it should have. Right. But it does seem to be a reference to year one, where Harvey was a suspect. He was the number one suspect in terms of being Batman in uh, Batman year one. Gordon interrogated right. him first before he didn't thought of about Bruce Wayne. So it does seem to be a reference of that. Also, it's kind of foreshadowed in the movie when uh, the ballet dancer does the whole, like she covers up Aaron Eckhart's, you know, the top of his face to mm-hmm. expose his chin. And Eckhart does have a great Batman chin, so that does kind of it work. Does. Yes. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, some people say that to find a good Harvey Dent, you have to find somebody who would also could play a good Batman. Simply because For sure, it's you got to play like the good That's side cool. and like the dark side type of thing. Nicholas Holt men. playing Two Face coming up <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I, That's I, the guy from yeah. X Men. Yeah, the beast. yeah. I remember he was yeah. up for the Batman. Yeah, he was. Oh really? Uh, yeah, remember, he, yeah, he, he was almost the runner up, but yeah. Pattinson beat him out. Yeah. So we all knew that was gonna. Go I still that going way. for Wes Bentley. Yeah, you sons of bitches. Jake He's a little too old for the you know, oh, for yeah, the Batman. I, I guess. But, I yeah. No, I mean I agree with Wes Bentley. Uh, he could have been good too. He's the Batman of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> my dreams. Uh, so Harvey turns himself in. Uh, Rachel doesn't like it. Gives the whole letter to Alfred type of thing. But then goes to see Harvey. They have their kiss, and Harvey, Harvey gives the coin to Rachel. Uh, and that's when we get the reveal that the coin is double headed. Show the camera. Whole, like, you know, you make it's got two luck. heads. See that? Showed the camera. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that leads into this car chase. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about for this car chase. Uh, first off, the idea of um, using somebody as bait. Uh, Gordon and Batman draw the holiday killer uh, by using Moroni as bait in The Long Halloween. And it seems like they do a similar thing in uh, The Dark Knight. And in both versions, there's somebody in disguise dressed up as a SWAT team member so Batman was dressed up in a, as a SWAT team member in that issue of Long Halloween Gordon is disguised as a SWAT team member driving the truck uh, in the movie so that's where it comes from uh, the truck that Joker shows up in says on the side slaughter is the best medicine it puts love it. the S, the S yeah. on top of the laughter yeah, that was, although that was I great. read it as slaughter the first time <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, slaughter I, is the first medicine I guess that works I love this scene. I love this scene. <laughs> so it does seem like this is a uh, reference to the Joker mobile. It starts off with a fire truck See? on fire. Yeah, too. this is subtle. Oh, like, I love yeah. Some 20 yeah. days later or some shit, some yeah. apocalyptic yeah. imagery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this does seem to be the Heath Ledger version of the Joker mobile uh, in it. Or at least yeah, he stirred things of, up. Uh, and the Joker had his own Joker mobile in the comics that... I don't think we've really seen. I mean, you could stretch and say the Lambert, purple Lamborghini and Suicide Squad was his. Wait, was his Joker close, movie, but close. Yeah. Didn't the Joker get out of a car when he has that little machine gun and he's like right before the like, come hit me! I want you to hit me! I want well, you yeah, to hit the, me. He's, he gets out of the truck. But, oh, yeah, that's right. It flips, flips over. Yeah, flip, over, yeah. Flip over, yeah. yeah. That's so, like the biggest moment in the movie. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> the Joker mobile in the comics is very different. It's uh, it's almost his response to the Batmobile. It's got his face on it. As you can see over here, um, sometimes it's purple, sometimes it's not. Uh, the 89 version didn't necessarily have a Joker mobile, but it did have all of his uh, henchmen in purple cars with, like, green tops. And great jackets. And great jackets, too, yeah. Seriously. You would know you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, because we need more on our scoreboard, because we only have one thing so far. 
What are we doing here, Ben? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, also, I love that, going back real quick, yeah. the Joker's uh, up in the ante with his gun choice because he's just fucking having fun with it. Yeah. You know, and they're like, just like, you know, he's not going to get through with that. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love that. I love yeah. that. That scene's so good. And also, Nolan's filmmaking style there's not like a billion cuts. Mm-hmm. It's like very long, smooth shots because he planned it out well. Yeah. You know? it's The action is very easy to read. Those long violin notes. Oh, the Hans Zimmer music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could yeah. talk a bit about the score here, too, because uh, Zimmer took a very different approach to the Joker music because mm-hmm. in the uh, 89 <coughs> movie and the cartoons, it was always like a circus type. Circus type. Yeah, it was always like a... <laughs> creepy circus music that kind of veers off and they decided not to do that instead kind of just go off of something that is almost out of a horror movie yeah um, movies yeah so <laughs> not comics movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> I agree there's no music in the comics oh yeah fair. oops well, but I hear ringing in my ears when I read them <laughs> what um, and so <laughs> they uh, but yeah Back to this car chase scene, we have the Joker Mobile, we have a comic book Joker Mobile, and we have the movie Joker Mobile. So, what do you prefer? The Slaughter is the Best Medicine truck, or something that's a little bit more comic booky? Just hearing you say that, Slaughter is the Best Medicine truck. <laughs> Slaughter is the Best Medicine That's the mobile. official title of that automobile, and I love it. What do you like, Andrew? Oh, uh, again, it depends, but yeah, I'm going to go with movie just because it's it's awesome. I would have also gone with Slafter. Yeah. I'm going with Slafter Mobile. Painted on like an old Lincoln or something. Yeah, I could have gone with and that just too. Like, they only use it once and he like hits a guy with it or something. You're like, that's something he would have done in the comics. Yeah, he would have, yeah. <laughs> I think Suicide Squad, they should have made a full-on comics original like... Joker Mobile. Yeah, Joker Mobile. Yeah. But for this... It's Heath Ledger Joker, man. Right. This was perfect. This is so good. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really see him in his own Joker mobile uh, in this car chase scene. Like, you would need things. him to have like the missile launcher yeah. and shit. Was it an ice cream truck or what was no, it? No, it was just, a regular just like, truck. A, like okay. a food, like a refrigeration oh, truck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Although okay. it had a side sliding door. Mm. I don't know. It right. was modded out. So Slafter. That, that one goes to the movie. Yeah. Slafter it I is. We all agree that the movie would work. You like comic Joker mobile? I like the comic Joker mobile, but I can't see how that would have worked in this movie. Imagine Ledger yeah. Joker driving wise. that. Yeah, That would wise. be weird. Well, also, a lot of him... Yes, the slaughter is the best medicine thing. Kind of stands out, but you can kind of see it like weirdly passing people by. You know, and people not noticing, as opposed to like, oh, I got my face on, t-, you know, I got my face on top of the bench of the car, and no one notices. Like, yeah, right, right <laughs> on there. So it's like his exact makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the Joker. Like you wouldn't see a known criminal put his face on top of the thing. I mean, I get like, in the comics, yeah, he does that, but still. <laughs> so that one goes to the movie. Uh, let's see. As I said before, <laughs> the main thing that detracts from this car chase for me is the fact that. <laughs> The guy who's in the front of the car with Gordon has these Michael Bay-esque comments the whole time. Oh, yes. Just, I yes. didn't sign up for this. And yes. Like, That's this not good. good. I'm like, this is a cameo of Nikki Cat, who is uh, an actor in Insomnia uh, for, okay. for Nolan and in a bunch of TV stuff. And I'm glad that he's in the movie, but I'm also like... Did you have to have those lines? Did you have no to have those No one in Gloria loved this because, remember, in Batman Begins, they're like, the cops are always like, he's driving a black... 
tank. tank. Yeah. You know, it's it's like every time there's a chase, like automobile scene. There's some cheesiness. He, he does yeah. that. It he does that. His, yeah, like it's a different type of thing. Uh, also, I gotta say, Batman totally kills people in the sequence. <laughs> 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 he flattens. There's like two trucks. So there's the slaughter's the best medicine truck, and uh-huh. then there's another truck that comes by, and then the tumbler makes its entrance by pretty much crashing into it, so the top Ooh. of it flattens on top of the ceiling of the tunnel flattening whoever the driver is before it goes. <laughs> and I'm like, that guy's totally well, dead. I didn't kill that guy. The Batmobile <laughs> killed that guy. I mean... Batmobile was on auto drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, this well, kind of contradicts the... I mean, you didn't even need to have that part for me to even question it. And it was I mean, it was obviously way worse than Batman versus Superman's car chase. Oops. But I do want to bring <laughs> that was, up... Like, that was bad. Yeah. My bad. Does totally kill somebody. That guy's not thing. dead. And it's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that he didn't up. kill anybody off of that. <laughs> if he died, that's his own. He was sick. <laughs> well, that was Zack Snyder's uh, justification for. What are you drawing over there? Ha, he's ha, drawing ha, a fucking ha, Joker. Ha, okay. Ha. Uh, that was Zack Snyder's justification for Batman vs Superman, where he's just like, my Batman didn't really kill. It was kind of just like if he's shooting a gun and somebody has happens to be in the way, then that right. guy's dead. And I'm like, that's. That's killing people. Like, why would he be shooting in the first place? Right. Oh, well. Uh, but this sequence also is the presents the origin of this version of the Bat Cycle called the Bat Pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tumblr gets blasted by the Joker. And uh, some people say that the alarm that goes off is like the Bat Phone in the 60s show. Oh, but yeah. I've checked both sounds and it's not the same. It would have been a cool reference. It would have been more subtle. I think yeah, yeah, than yeah. some of the other Such 1966 stuff like the that was the type of Easter egg that would go for the 66 movie just like the uh, the Joker mask in the beginning at the bank yeah, robbery yeah, being yeah. like Romero's uh, that would be that would make sense but uh, it didn't happen uh, so in this one uh, the Bat Pod is the Nolan verse version of the Bat Cycle the reason why the wheels are so huge is that uh, or why it's called the Bat Pod in the first place is that it's an escape pod from out of the tumbler, mm. uh, it wasn't. I never even thought about why it had pod in the name. Yeah, it makes sense now. As opposed to cycle, I thought it was. Yeah, a smart bike. <laughs> it is kind of smart, I guess. <laughs> it seems like it'd be way. fun to ride because it would be like the wheel so wide. It's apparently stable only as like fuck. yeah, two people can drive it. Yeah, apparently you know, I've heard like too. There's that. only a couple stuntmen or whoever developers yeah. who can actually like mm-hmm. drive. Yeah, it. Yeah, turning must it. be really tough on yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely the pod. Uh, this is the pod. This is the bat pod. Uh, this is bat cycle version. That the, shit he the, did. Blah, blah, blah. This is the Nolan verse version of the bat cycle. <laughs> that shit he did on the wall. I used to do that with my action figure all the time. Oh yeah. Some people hate that, but I, I thought like, it was cool. Yeah, people cheered in my yeah. theater for that. Yeah, part. I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first time we saw a bat cycle in the comics was not actually with Batman. It was with Batwoman. Batwoman debuted uh. with the bat cycle. Uh, but Batgirl no, no Batwoman oh Batwoman the Kathy Kane yeah oh, from, from our uh, deep dive into the mystery of the Batwoman I remember that uh, she <laughs> first appeared uh, riding the Bat cycle and Batman's like you ripped me off also that's a really cool idea and then he had the Bat cycle in the 1960s show ever since right. but it's always kind of before the Bat pod it was always kind of some version of a motorcycle with mm-hmm. a little bit of a Bat insignia on it and then that was it uh, but 
obviously they took, uh, funny enough, they took something that seemed really realistic looking in the comics, and they made it a little bit more outlandish, which is a little bit different from what they usually do. Uh, but uh, this is, is a bat pod, as I'm showing it on the video, the cover. This became a poster in the movie, but I kind of like the, how in this poster it's almost like he's a, a knight on top of a horse. Ah. Oh, that's that cool. That type of thing. Uh, dark the knight. Way that I read it. He might be a dark that's good. knight. That's good. That. I never thought about uh, that. But that could be why uh, they're, you know, they went with something that, that looked like that. He's literally a dark knight on the horseback uh, kind of thing, on a modern day horse. Uh, but what version I mean, do you prefer? Do you prefer a sort of... Do you prefer the bat pod with the huge wheels and the guns in the front? Or do you prefer the sleeker bat cycle in the comics? I really dig the approach to the vehicles in the Nolan series. Even though this one seems like... They all kind of seem pretty impractical, honestly. <laughs> yes. But I like <laughs> I like how there is the idea that these vehicles, as, as cumbersome as they may look or whatever, are mm. still like kind of an extension of his body and his ability. Mm. Like with the way that he sits on the bat pod and the, he yeah. holds it, you know, it's kind of like a full body machine. Mm-hmm. And you see him climb off the wall and everything like that. So I, I, um, I like these. I think they work. Uh, what was the question? Bat, bat pod versus bat cycle. Oh, um, you know, I could, I like both. I could go either way. I love in the comics when he has just like a motorcycle, and then earlier in this film, he just has like a regular motorcycle. Yeah, when and he's, then yeah, when he's investigating with the, the new Battinson picks we've seen, mm-hmm. they have that that exaggerated version of something that's mixed of the two. It's got yeah, a bat face I, yeah. or something like that, which and I really like. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I like. I, oh, I mean. One of my favorite parts about loving Batman so much is is how the vehicles change and mm-hmm. being able to have an opinion on such wild different designs yeah, and, and shit. Yeah, rank them. So, uh, oh, we're choose definitely, one. Yeah. Choose one. Um, I'll go. I'll go Batpod. Okay. Or some iteration. There. We are definitely going to do a ranking type of section at some point in terms of like oh, which yeah. version of Batmobile do you like, which Gotham Ooh. do you like, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Ooh. Uh, I. Love the idea of a vehicle being destroyed and he's got this backup plan. Mm-hmm. Plan B for my plan um, B. Man, I like the bat pot a lot, but I might go bat cycle because it's just a little bit more sleek. Yeah. You know, and it, I think sleekness and being able to weave in and out of a situation. Well, he does it with this too, but yeah. mm-hmm. something there's something about a motorcycle a that kind of ties in with the art of escape mm-hmm. to me, especially if he were to throw like some really big, uh, you know, uh, smoke bombs, poof, yeah. and then he's out of there. Yeah. You know cool. what I mean? Like, I think that's cool. So I, I might have to go comics on this one, but I, I like the Bat Pod as well. So uh, I'm going to go for the comics as well. I really like what I've seen of the Battinson uh, Bat Cycle, and I just, I like the sleeker look myself. I like the idea of it being a little bit, I mean, seeming like it could fit in a little better uh, with the surroundings. It seemed like if Batman was on the run on the Bat Pod, it was kind of really easy to figure out where he was <laughs> on that thing because of how huge it is. The hu- huge guns, too. I mean, it is, it's well, kind yeah, of a striking thing. image, but it's yeah. just like, why, what's the deal with adding humongous guns? I know he's got a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like they... But still, man. Ever since Tim Burton's Batmobile, there's always been guns in the in the vehicles. And I'm like... It, this is sending the wrong message if you're trying yeah. to do the whole like it would no be kill rule. something more like electricity based or trip wire some sort of taser thing, thing or whatever like I get that he's got to crash through shit but we should we should look into these yeah we should probably not just do some gun <laughs> stuff but uh, whatever they did that but uh, Batman <laughs> does commit a significant amount of property damage on the way over which 
to be fair, it's Who not does like he he's never he's not like, it's not like he's never done that before in, in the comics. Right. He says in uh, the comic, the Colt, he says, quote, unlike the army, I'm not afraid to cause a little property damage. Uh, that says they'll never catch me. He does blow up a bunch of parked cars without knowing if there's anybody in them, though. There's the part where the kids are just doing <laughs> yeah. pew, 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 and then he like blows up a bunch of cars in front of them. I'm just like, well, how did he know? <laughs> like if people weren't he in could heat scan man total heat scan in the back visor why does he blow them up in the first place if he's just gonna go past them the whole point of the motorcycle is for him to weave through the like okay, yeah what whatever. were they thinking second unit <laughs> second unit yeah, yeah. maybe um, Roger Corman directed I mean stunt scenes unit. actually are usually uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. just blow it up and then the fact yeah so he does find a way to get to the Joker mobile or the slaughter truck and then slafter. his slafter the slafter truck mm-hmm. and he topples he makes the slafter truck flip up basically flip over which was actually done that was no CG or anything in that, that was, was incredible I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that either yeah it was uh, it was like a totally new action sequence mm-hmm. so it was yeah. great they was, said I mean, they used a combination of, a sequence. of yeah. cables like cable pulleys hydraulics and explosives to like or something like, like that yeah there are some miniatures it. in this sequence too I think but I could be wrong about that Heath they Ledger filmed, was so yeah. in character, he stayed in the truck the whole time. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but he does come out, and we have the whole, like, come on, hit me scene. Yeah, hit uh, me. I want you to do in it. it. Which I always thought kind of ended a little hilariously, because Batman's just like, I won't! And then he just crashes and knock him, knocks himself out, and I'm like... He should have done some Arkham shit thing. on there, like, jumped off of it while his emotion and glide down and... Hit him. Fought with the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites is the uh, How It Should Have Ended series cartoon oh, where I he just it. hits him with the bat pod and then Superman's like, wait, you hit him? And Batman's like, didn't kill him. <laughs> they just punched <laughs> yeah. the Joker That's in the right. hospital. <laughs> That's true, actually. They're pretty That's true. They're pretty on point most yeah, of the time, those guys. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, but Batman lies unconscious because he knocked himself out <laughs> from crashing. Um, and one of the Joker's goons attempts to remove the mask, but he uh, ha- he gets shocked yeah, uh, that was in the cool. process, which that is cool. cool. It's the opposite of what happened in 89 when the thugs were very close to removing the mask without any sort of um, you know built-in mm-hmm. security device. Uh, but uh, this might come from uh, Batman Hush, actually, where uh, a bunch of Batman ends up falling from a great height uh, thanks to uh, Hush. And uh, after he falls, a bunch of thugs try to remove the mask, but this gas sort of sprays out from the mask. Um, that kind of knocks the guy out as sort of this, like a security precaution against mm-hmm. anybody who tries to remove it. Was it was also in the animated series too, right, or no? Uh, if there was, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. Maybe, maybe there wasn't. He all, But he had like this, like, didn't he have like a bandana? Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Zorro bandana ca- yeah, under the, cape, the cowl? In the cape and cowl conspiracy, the guy's like, I want your cowl. And he's like, fine. Right. He takes off the cowl and he's got another mask underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a plan B for his plan B. Exactly. <laughs> he takes that off. It's like a Groucho Marx <laughs> fucking mask. And then under that is no the Bob Kane <laughs> domino mask. <laughs> no one will know my secret identity. <laughs> under that is Guy Fox. Uh, wow. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we get the reveal that Gordon has been alive this whole time. And we got you, son of a bitch. As the SWAT team member, and that's similar to the plot twist where Harvey Dent actually faked his death and was revealed to be still alive. And uh, uh, once again, like the whole, you know, dressing yourself up as a SWAT team member to sort of trick people and lure people in, that's from The Long Halloween. Hmm. So uh, that is pretty much, we are at the point where Joker has been caught. I'd say that's a good point to uh, cut out, but uh, let's recap. Where are we at score-wise? Last time we were four to four. Here, where are we, we got at now? Two to two. <laughs> so we're still tied. Six to six, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing: we like 
Movies and comic books. <laughs> wow. So we are still... whole gosh dang raison d'etre. Weird <laughs> circumstances. So we are still tied right now. You will have to listen to part three and potentially a part four if we get to that point. <laughs> you <laughs> asked for it. You asked Where's for Dark it. Knight? Where's Dark Knight? <laughs> we, our mailbox was absolutely flooded, you guys. <laughs> and we're delivering. So we're giving you a shit ton of Dark Knight. To make up for it, and uh, we're just going to continue on from here because there's a lot of information and stuff to go, and uh, we'll just continue from there. So, Ben, I thank you for your bat tutelage once again. You're welcome. And uh, thank you. yeah, so catch us on the flip flop, and also catch us uh, super search for Super House Podcast on all the social media. Mm-hmm. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, the Patreon. Go there and join the Shasta Army. That's the one dollar. Here and shout out to Cookie Noms, Matt Herring, Alicia, and uh, who else am I forgetting? Wolfie. Um, I'm still here. Okay, and what, what's your, uh, your Wolfie Cruz? <laughs> Wolfie Cruz on Instagram. <laughs> I don't have anything interesting to speak of other than being here and speaking of interesting <laughs> speaking things. of stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> stuff yeah, and things. Uh, stuff things. Keep falling down to better learn to pick yourself back up. Hey, that was a good save there, man. Well said. Uh, back to shout-outs to, as I said before, Mitch the One Soul, Johnny Lucian D, Maxim1402, Rad and Subtract One, Genius Billionaire Playboy, Daniel, is it Crozier or Crozier? Dan Crozier. 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 Oh, man, he's got a film on uh, Amazon called the... Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. What <laughs> I'll Good promotion. Back. I'll get back to you. Not all of these are our personal <laughs> things, by Crozier. the way. We do have people that we... That He's a Denver filmmaker, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on the title of your movie. The, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'll get you back. Yeah. I'll, po- I'll post it in the comments. Bender Crosby 1, Spiderian or Spiderian. Spiderian. <laughs> uh, the Animated Batman, DC Animated Universe, Figure Bender, and Braxis. Thank you for uh, your support. And uh, John K. Reagan, a.k.a. Shadowverse ENT, please check out his... In- Instagram or Twitter at Sh- at uh, Shadowverse ENT to check out his Kickstarter for his upcoming movie I'll Be Damned. Uh, you can hmm? you Go can ahead. check us out at uh, sh- at Super. I was about to say Shatterhouse Pod at Superhouse Pod uh, on Instagram as well as Twitter as well as Superhouse Podcast on Facebook. And please, in the words of Michael Keaton, I want you to do us a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about us and Damn, give us good, a man. good iTunes review as well. Check us out there, and uh, let's talk about how they should record for us their little. Tee me up, tee yep. me up. So yeah, uh, on your on Android or iPhone, please. Uh, you have a voice recorder app already on there. You probably never used it, but it is part of. Uh, I know definitely for iPhone, and you can record your voice. Uh, and say something like "I fucking love Superhouse" or "You're now listening to Superhouse" or something like that. It can be anything as long as it's not fucking incriminating or <laughs> illegal or something shit. But yes, b- feel, free, this feel, feel free to be weird. Feel free to be crazy about it. But yeah, uh, and and then email that uh, voice file to uh, Superhousepodcast at gmail dot com, um, all one word. And uh, we will, you will be on the podcast. So um, yeah, join Superhouse in that way as well if you want. And I think that's gonna do it. That is gonna do okay, it. Sorry, let me just say, look up Cafe Crash and Camp Crash from Dan Crozier um, on Amazon. It's a web series. That's that one's not on Amazon. Still blanking YouTube. on the name of his thing. He's on it's, YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, that's his web series. He's getting going. That he's been shooting. Check out Lucha Libre and Laughs. We got a show on uh, YouTube as well. 
um, of all the shenanigans with those wrestlers and comedians and shit. Crozier, C R O S I E R. Yes, sir. Yep. And he also does the Live in the Undead podcast for. I'm trying to pimp you out here, Dan. Uh, Live in the Undead podcast for um, the Colorado Festival of Horror at the Mutiny Cafe. So there's some Denver shit for all you Denver folks. Yo. Nice. We're getting good at this. Yes. All right. I'm remembering. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) uh, thank you for listening to Superhouse. We are the Dark Knight podcast you deserve and the one you need right now. And check out part three coming up. Same bat time, same bat channel. Check out. (laughs) 